Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Uh, you are indeed, and if you are listening to Winchester Radio, uh, we thank you. Tonight, uh, we do not have a guest, so later on in the show, um, we could take some calls if anybody's got some thoughts or questions on this episode, Halt and Catch Fire. Um, for future reference, uh, later on in the show, our guest call-in number is 347 um, first, Becky, Vinny, and I, uh, I'm Susan, are going to talk about this episode, at least for a little while. <laughs> um, uh, it was a good one. It was written by uh, Eric Charmello and Nicole Snyder, who I, I think uh, put out another winner with this one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, John Showalter directed it. He's directed uh, multiple Supernatural episodes um, and always does a great job. Um, it was a good old-fashioned ghost story um, using the idea of killing people, haunting people through electronic devices, a more modern take because that particular trope has been around for a while, but it had its update. Um, it had ghosts um, who turned into a vengeful spirit. Um, it had uh, salt and burn it had pyro, it had all sorts of stuff, the great callbacks right back to the first uh, season with somebody getting choked by a power cord <laughs> like Sam did in in home. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. So good job again, Eric and Nicole. Um, did you guys like it? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was so good to get back to, like you said, an old-fashioned ghost hunt. And, you know, we we also saw the EMF meter and, you know, the salt and burn mm-hmm. we hadn't seen in a long time. And it was like, it were, you know, it was, this is the show that, you know, we fell in love with back, you know, in 2005, two brothers hunting ghosts. And mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Very, very I enjoyable. Thoroughly, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. For me... Uh, Eric and Nicole are fast becoming uh, favorites for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're just two really, really consistent writers in terms of giving us a good story and good characterization. Um, and I personally like the the mix of wink nudge and slight disdain for uh you know, social media and, you know, millennials versus Gen X because I kind of fall, uh, I guess, semi in between. I, I'm Sam's age, so I, I kind of fall a little bit more, but I kind of lean more towards Dean's mentality in terms of I don't particularly like Facebook. I don't, 
I have an Instagram, but I don't use it. Uh, I didn't have a MySpace. I just, I don't function well in those mediums. I can Twitter and that's it. That's the extent of my my brain capacity, I guess. And so I really enjoyed the, the mix of the necessity of it versus the disdain for it. And I also, I am that crotchety old woman who just, I can't stand when people say OMG without irony. And I work with people who do that all the time. And I work with people who, who speak in hashtag. And so it was really funny for me to see on on Twitter when I was looking at reactions of people being like, oh, my God, people don't do that. I'm like, oh, but they do. They really, really do. Uh and I, I, I just, the, um, you know, the, sorry. the bedazzled cell phone, and yeah, it was just, it was, it I'm was sorry. funny as really? it was. With sorry to interrupt, but uh, Jensen has just tweeted a very important tweet, and it's kind of cracking me up right now. Um, me Jensen too. Has tweeted, this Valentine's Day, I've designed my first ever limited edition tee for the Supernatural family, and he's linking to represent.com slash Jensen. And it's a T-shirt with Jensen wearing a tux, <laughs> just his head and shoulders, and hashtag SPN family. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. confused. <laughs> what is it representing, though? It's representing Jensen, as far as I can see. <laughs> Big picture of Jen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I- this is hilarious. Portion of all, uh, it's an it's all portion of all proceeds goes to charity. Goes to charity and details to be announced. But <laughs> he says, uh, if you go to the page, it says it's been ten seasons together, which makes us all family. That inspired me to design my first ever T-shirt for you. A man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. Quote a quote from Don Corleone. <laughs> Here's to the supernatural family, Jensen. Yeah. Let me tell you why this is extra funny to me. Because for those of you who don't know, Becky has never seen The Godfather. (laughs) Oh, I haven't either. (laughs) What? Who are you people? How have you never seen The Godfather? Have you read The Godfather? I I started it, but it came out when I was young and it scared me. And I've just never gotten around to going back and reading or, or watching it. I'm, I'm sure I will. But. You can skip. The, yeah. Okay. FYI, you can skip the third movie. It's fine. It's fine. You don't have to watch the third one. That's but what I hear. the first and the second one, <laughs> please. Yes. I know. I know. It's, I know. Only, it's only like seven hours out of your life. Oh, that's all. Movies, <laughs> well, no big deal. Just watch them. Uh, you know, is this? It, there's quite a photograph on his Twitter too. It's him wearing the T-shirt with it looks sort of Photoshopish to me. Like this is how it's gonna look. But I just did someone hack his Twitter? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't know, but I'm super amused right now. And despite how much I enjoy your face, Jensen Ackles, I don't think I want to wear it on my chest. 
Yeah, you know, I'm not a faces t-shirt kind of person. I'm not either. You know, <laughs> not at all. But I mean, you know, it's charity, so okay, so maybe. And it's Jensen. <laughs> like, what? It's like, did Misha or Jared get a hold of Jensen's Twitter and do a t-shirt? <laughs> I'm sorry. I because people are going to order that shirt. <laughs> I, I I just can't imagine Jensen getting a shirt with his ginormous, making a shirt with his ginormous <laughs> face on it. <laughs> I can. I can either. This is crazy. 19, 19 have been told so far, so. Well, in the time okay. that I refreshed, it was at 13, so. <laughs> so between <laughs> me clicking on it and you clicking on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, this, this is, this is, this is hilarious. It is. Happy Friday the 13th. <laughs> Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day. Okay. Oh. Oh, dear. Anyway. Nothing's going to pop out know, tonight. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I can just see he's going to have 50 million photo ops of people wearing this shirt you know, at conventions now. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be wearing the shirt in the photo op. Oh, I I wish like like the first row at Phoenix Con is all wearing the shirt. <laughs> the next convention, like <laughs> let's just have the whole whole con audience wearing the shirt. That would be so funny. <laughs> For someone who's anti Twitter, speaking of not not liking social media particularly much, and was basically dragged kicking and screaming into Twitter. He 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 tweets like a boss, you know. <laughs> Seriously, he he's got the hashtags down, and now he's selling his own oh, yeah. shirt. So, <laughs> and uh, Jensen, I'm I'm gonna buy one. I mean, you, you got to. I mean, I don't. Yes, I mean, you have to. <laughs> I never wear it. I, I have to buy it. It's like a classic. <laughs> You know, I, I was going to say, I, you know, I have to wear it to sleep in, but my husband may not like sleeping with Jensen's ginormous face, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you could get you could get Russ to wear it. <laughs> hey, there you go. Get one for him, too. <laughs> I just find that with my, with my body shape, anything that has a face is going to have a really big forehead. And <laughs> no, I'm just going to have to say no. Uh, just not designed just not designed for someone like me yeah it's gonna have an interesting fit on me too but I don't you did not have have you did not have your top heavy female fan base in mind with this shirt as that yeah I'm gonna gonna let you know that you are not thinking ahead on that one I'm trying to decide decide what color. <laughs> Does it work in any other color than the black? I can't I can't imagine it looking right in any color other than the black. I like it. Um, I think the gray looks pretty good. The pink, yeah. no. The pink is pretty scary. <laughs> but you know, hey, hey, if you're out there and you, and you just bought pink, good for you. <laughs> That's a brave choice. That's, no gonna, pink shirt buyers were harmed in the. <laughs> 
Please note yeah, that all anti-pink shirt rhetoric is not the, is not the full opinion of Winchester Bros as a brand. <laughs> yeah, I think F-Y-I. I like the purple. Oh, you, uh, you know what? I tried to. Apparently, he's crashing represent um, dot com because I tried. If you're shocked, raise your hand. Oh wait, my hand is still down. Is a sorry an unexpected error occurred. We're working hard to fix it. <laughs> so, Denson, I'll have to buy my shirt later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is just just hilarious. Anyway, hundred and twenty-two <laughs> sold. hundred and twenty-two already sold. I believe it. <laughs> I just really, really hope it's it's really Jensen because if it's not, I I oh, I need to know what charity it's for. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really can, neurotic can we about find things out? like that. Can, it can says we find out? it says a portion of all proceeds goes to charity, but yeah, it doesn't, doesn't say what, what. The details to be announced. Yeah. I it's just I don't even know what to think. Can we can we find out? Like during um, during the time we're on the air maybe and maybe someone can, will respond. Yeah. I can text somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yep. Well <laughs> I don't know how to top the T shirts up, but I guess we can try <laughs> and talk some more about all of this prior. <laughs> Um, yeah, we like we were saying we all really like this episode, but I I do have some kind of nitpicks here and there about it. Um, yeah, I do as well. I had a few. Yeah, not not bad. I mean, I let's do with Dean. It just it was again like a little bit of dumb Dean, which I don't like. I don't like when either one of them is played for dumb just to explain something. Where did something. you get dumb Dean? I didn't get dumb Dean. I. I not not knowing what trainee is, you know, basically their version of Siri. Well, and I, also, and he's had, he's had cell phones for a long so time now. I don't think that's dumb so much as, like I said, I I don't use. I get, technically I know what Siri is, but um, I'm mm-hmm. that person who got into an I got into an actual argument with Siri at one point. I called her a dumb. I know this is actual, like, true. I mm-hmm. cursed at her uh, in the car. I was trying to be hands-free. I was trying to be safe and rules of the road and the whole bit, and I tried to use her to get somewhere, and she couldn't do it. She didn't understand what I was trying to say. Apparently, I have an accent. Who knew? I didn't know. <laughs> And she told me she couldn't understand me. She didn't know what I was talking about. I called her several choice words. <laughs> Least of all was dumbass. The rest were far more colorful to the point where she told me, I don't know what ignorant witch means. <laughs> and, and then I threw my phone into the passenger seat angrily. My point is <laughs> that I get... I kind of get not knowing if you don't, if you only use your phone for what it's intended for. Like my, 
like I said, again, my mother technically knows what Siri is, but my mother can barely use her cell phone, which is weird because she mm. has an iPhone and an iPad, and she's very iPad savvy and not remotely iPhone savvy. She's constantly afraid she's going to break her iPhone. But if you hand her her mm. iPad, she's like a maverick. It's the weirdest thing. Mm. So I kind of get it in a way in mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it, I, I, I kind of get that whole – Again, you, it's not that you're dumb. It's just if you don't use something, you don't know about it. So, meh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe I should. But I not necessarily dumb being, but huh? maybe ignorant. Yeah, I could see that. Just uninformed, maybe, or not knowing something that, and and you can know about it, but again, not know every little thing about dealing with it. And uh, by the way, my friend called Siri a stupid cow once. <laughs> And, and Siri said, that's not very such, nice. Oh, she, yeah, she told, she informed me that I would, should not be uh, calling her names, which to which I called her more names. <laughs> and then you stop and realize that you're arguing with a piece of technology that has no emotions, no feelings, <laughs> no opinion. And then you realize you're the idiot. And it's just this whole revolving door of anger yeah. uh, and frustration. <laughs> And I realize not every not everybody's going to know everything about their phone or technology or anything, but something like Siri, even if you don't know every little in and out of using it, you you've heard of it. So that was kind of a little nitpick for me. And also, Dean, not realizing that nothing's ever really deleted on the internet because that's pretty out there too. And he does so much research, and he was also learning to hack into computers um and and he has more computer knowledge i think than that to i think realize that so that could have been discussed a little surprised how many people don't realize that hitting Mm -hmm. delete isn't good enough you know and i think that's a really important i think that's a really important lesson in terms of the of this episode because you know in terms of social media People say things online that they wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily say to someone's face, and then they try to take it back. And mm-hmm. you know, in the world of screen capping and again like this, you know, where nothing's ever really deleted, I think it was a good message because I think even though in the back of our heads we all kind of know that, there's a part of you that forgets it. <laughs> That's right. My my apologies. I'm I'm giggling at some of the Jensen T-shirt <laughs> I just saw. We're being poked fun at for talking about the pink. Someone's ordered pink. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my, even though if you're listening and you had the same um, problem that I did, where it um, represent said no, you know there was a problem. I just got an email from PayPal said no, I, it did go through. So. Don't go back. Don't, if you got that problem, don't go reorder again because it may have actually went through. Because I was just about to try it again, and I got the email from PayPal saying, "No, it did go through." So, so mm. I'm good. And from what I'm being told, uh, charities are not yet specified. So, hmm. Yeah, and then Jared's retweeting Friday the thirteenth stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's turning out to be a banner evening. 
Gosh. So, like I said, they're they're nitpicks, you know, and they don't make me hate the episode. I overall really, really enjoyed it. But, oh, well, maybe not dumb Dean, but I thought, no. But, but, you know, let's point out that reminding people that nothing is ever really gone on the Internet is probably a good thing to do. Right. And maybe Dean wouldn't realize that. Yeah, I think, you know, you can have peripheral hacker knowledge or, you know, a, a surface level knowledge of of the of the workings of a computer, but you tend like like Becky and I have actually discussed this where at one point her and I both knew how to write code. But we stopped doing it and so as a result I literally don't remember how to do it anymore. It is knowledge that I have I stopped using and I forgot. So I can kind of see where if you don't consciously think about something like that, that you don't, it doesn't necessarily occur to you. And I think the joke for Dean was very much a Dean watches a lot of porn kind of thing. And so just the idea of ha ha ha, your brother can pull up your porn history kind of thing. Or the joke that, you know, the current joke of if I die, please make sure that someone out there deletes my browser history. It's just that that mm-hmm. joke. And so I didn't have, I didn't really have an issue with that. My actual really only nitpick with the episode was the, um, the uh, so if you die and I drive your, your car, you're ah, going yeah. to kill me. And I'm like, wait, but he did die. And then you put an iPad, yeah. uh, an iPod dock in his car and wait, what? <laughs> like, it was one of those, like, that was a really important kind of moment in, in Lazarus Rising in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. just not just the joke of it, but the emotional resonance of it. Yes. And I thought that was, that was a, big like, a pretty issue. big that was the biggest yeah, issue. Yeah, and again, it goes back to my, my issues in terms of I feel like those are the things that I think Supernatural would benefit from having a real continuity editor. And I think mm-hmm. having, uh, again, that's why you have writer's assistance. Um, because mm-hmm. I do get that it's difficult for writers mm-hmm. to to have 10 years of a show crammed in their head and try to add to it. Um, but I do think that when you have someone whose job is to catch things like that, and that is their focus, I think there should be someone like that. I and mean, there is no continuity editor. And, you know, we have, there's writer's assistants, but they seem to be kind of focused on doing their own thing, really. Um, and so I, I, I question, I question that a lot. And so those kind of things come down to less of me blaming the writer and more of me blaming the, the, the people around the writers. So mm-hmm. I, I, that that one stuck out to me because that's that's something that was a big deal. Yes, um, a huge deal, and it's it's happened more than once. And Sam drives yeah. anyway. Sam drives the Impala anyway. Sometimes he was driving it in this episode. Yeah, so, and so I, um, I get, I, and especially yeah. like, well, what do you mean you eat you eat taquitos in your car all the time, Dean? What? I'm confused. It was just, it was a weird, it was a weird joke, and it was, it was, yeah, not a, not the best, 
not the best. Mm-hmm. So that was probably that was actually probably my only real nitpick. That and I thought it was kind of weird for for Sam to mention AIM because I, does anybody even use that even more? even I know nobody uses that anymore. Oh, I know people who use it. Oh, okay, Absolutely. because I so never out there and again, active. But I never I never used it even when it was the thing to be on mm-hmm. AIM. And to leave, like, you know, a song lyric as your way message. I never did that. I only started using, like, Google Chats and Google Hangouts in the past year. Uh, I'm just, I never was really good at chatting. This was never my thing. And so I thought mm-hmm. people didn't use AIM anymore. So I, I, unless you're, like, in an office and that is your inter-office messenger. But, um... I did like the, the Nirvana shout-out with the, the Fed names this week. That made me super happy. Oh. You know, I that was another one of my, my nitpicks. Nothing against really? Nirvana. Not I don't have anything against Nirvana, but I was like, and maybe it's just me not being aware that time really does fly in there longer ago than I thought, but I thought it was a little bit current and obvious because usually, it you know, their really names are so not. old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see what I mean? It's it's just weren't they popular last year? (laughs) Or twenty years ago? Okay. Yeah, I know. That's okay. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of. I liked it for a couple reasons. One, that is technically the music of my generation. Um, Uh huh. uh, I also thought it was a nice, a nice call to it. Like we are coming up on twenty years of of Kurt Cobain taking his life. So nice homage there. Um, mm-hmm. I I think it's kind of interesting too, because while you can make the argument that maybe you don't, maybe Dean wouldn't listen to Nirvana, it would be kind of like what Sam would consider his music. Cause that's what I consider my music. And I do have that moment lately, you know, there's a, we have our local classic rock station, like every city does. And they'll play Nirvana, and I'm like, I do have that moment of, wait, something has to be 20 years old for you to categorize it as, oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, there is that moment, I, of, oh, yeah. my God, my music is classic now. Uh, yeah, I had the same, same thing when I listened to our classic rock, and they played Guns N' Roses, and I'm like, what do you mean? And the classic rock, they play, you know, Bad yeah. Company, and I'm like, oh, my God, Guns N' Roses started in the late 80s. Really long yeah, so it is that it is that like that that time reality check kind of thing, and so mm-hmm. I I, I kind of liked it in that in that in that in that way, um, and one of the things I really like that Eric and Nicole do, and I mentioned earlier in terms of a characterization, and I know that even my mother okay. You said, not to interrupt you, but you said Eric and Nicole, and that's the first time I've really thought of these writers by their first names, Eric and Nicole. And it totally, I got a Days of Our Lives flashback. Jensen Ackles' name <laughs> on Days of Our Lives was Eric, and his girlfriend was Nicole. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I never watched Days of Our Lives. I knew that Jensen played Eric Brady because I have a friend who's like, oh, my God, you know Eric Brady. Uh, kind of thing, and I'm like, mm, no, no, <laughs> <But> okay. 
<laughs> but uh, I did not. I, yo, I did kind of know that because I've watched clips of, of that on YouTube. Yeah, I didn't watch Days of Our Lives. But, yeah, um, I uh, they, they, they keep the characterization really true. And so I really liked Dean obsessing about all the different foods. I liked that he was eating Italian and it was pizza and Chinese was just like this really generic noodles. And then him having like the taquitos and tamales later. Uh, I just thought it was, I thought it was fun. And I like that Jensen could barely keep his own face, his own face straight when he was shoving the noodles in his mouth. Like he so broke character and I get a kick out of him breaking character for things like that, um, which is technically, I guess, a fail, but I don't care. I like it. Um, and I like, and I don't know if it was in the script or if it was if it was the director or if it was Jensen, but I like the way, you know, you have the officer duck under the tape and Sam ducks under the tape, and then Dean comes and just, like, rips the crime scene tape off the door and just waltzes through and it's such a Dean thing to do. And mm-hmm. then when he offers Delilah the tissues, you know, it's this very like stern Dean moment of here's a have a tissue and then he just tosses it back on the bed like, oh, oh I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, those were two moments too. that I just really, <laughs> really loved because it was so, so Dean. It was so very Dean. And mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So, um, and, and I, I liked the, I like the the Lee Bryce shout out that I drive your truck, and I like that Dean knew that song, and I like his smug little like Google it to Sam. So those were like mm. these little things that I really really enjoyed about this show that were you know very over this episode very subtle in fact, but I really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a just a general T-shirt announcement. We're up to five hundred and one shirts sold. Half the way to thousand goal. Thought I'd throw that out there. Five hundred shirts. Still not wearing, um, text- still not wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ordered one, but I'm not going to wear it. I texted you guys real quick, so I saw it. Uh, got it. Okay. On, on the okay. way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh and, but you know conversely things like you know not knowing something um, Delilah was oblivious to the uh, fraternity letters STD and Dean was like STD really and she just I like yeah that. right <laughs> like really that <laughs> cracked me in trouble I- yeah, and it's like the, you know, the sorority fraternity people never really know, you know, don't really, didn't notice it. And like when um, the ghost was pretending to be a chick, you know, with the guy. And it's like, do they not realize that, that their fraternity has the initials STD yeah, like over their head? Well, and even, well, they even use a joke because she says STD and she's like, like well, I guess we the Ghost says, I guess we be a condom. He's like, no, I'm clean. I'm like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it just, it is that whole, like, wow. The, and, you know, the fact that he's, you know, he's sitting there with Delilah. Delilah's freaking out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, totally just ignoring her, 
to look for mm-hmm. random hookups. And it's that idea of people are so stuck with, stuck in their phones now and so stuck in social media that they're not mm-hmm. actually, you know, paying Perfect. attention to the world around them. Yeah. And I loved, um, like, even if you if you notice, like, in the background when they're, like, hanging around at the college and stuff, everybody in the background mm-hmm. was basically sitting there on their phones. And yeah. and I was like that. I like that they did that because it's basically that is the way it is everywhere you go. And I confess I'm guilty of it too. And you know, it's mm-hmm. every nobody really talks to each other anymore. They're face to face. They're always on the phone talking to people that aren't actually with them. So, mm-hmm. and I'm very big about um, you know if I'm out somewhere. I don't have my – I put my phone down because I'm very much about the fact that I'm with an actual person. So I'm. you made the effort to show up to hang out with me, and I made the effort to show up to hang out with you. The people inside mm-hmm. of, that live inside of my phone can wait 30 minutes, an hour. They're, they're, gonna, they're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. They live in my phone all the time. They're not actually going anywhere. So I'm very – I tend to be quite conscious of that. Um, so I, I did I did kind of like that. Uh, I don't want to say scolding, but it was, this episode was kind of a scolding to that, and I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, because, did. you know, all the opening with the car crashing off the, the truck going off the bridge into the opening credits, love that into the title card that was so cool Mm -hmm. i like that and the beginning actually you know aside from the fact that you know the 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 promos tend to overly spoil uh the episodes i find and so we knew that this was going to have something to do with you know the internet social media because of the the promos but if you had gone into this completely unspoiled and not knowing the promos, the beginning reminded me of if you if you watch uh, Doctor Who, it reminded me of uh, in season four with uh, the Atmos. Uh, oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and that's uh, Poison Sky. Well, it's a two-parter, but um, because it is the it's the navigation system that it it's it's. It controls the car to the point where no matter what you're telling it to do, no matter what it's telling you to go, it, it's going to do what it wants to do. Uh, and it made me think of that. I also thought, <laughs> this is my thing, <laughs> if my navigation system says, Janet, get out of the car, I don't care that I'm not Janet. The minute she opens the door, <laughs> I'm grabbing her shirt, take me with you. I'm not going to try to get out of my door because it didn't tell me I could leave. I'm grabbing your shirt. Take me with you. He took way too long to to think, well, maybe I should try to get out too. (laughs) He was stupid and he was stupid and arrogant. So I'm I'm not surprised. He was arrogant and stupid. (laughs) Yeah. The the whole wreck that caused um, Andrew, I think silver was his last name Mm -hmm. that caused, you know, his death to begin with. I mean, the guys, you know, are tweeting and driving, and mm-hmm. they were just, yeah, it was just. And I know yeah. people like that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and it's just, I like that they had an episode about that, maybe, you know, because we, you know, Supernatural does have a lot, you know, a lot of younger viewers, and 
I don't know if it's maybe it's just me because I'm older, but I tend to think of it's the younger view, younger people who are the, you know, it's the younger people that are texting and the murder, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think of them being the ones who are, you know, doing the texting and driving and tweeting and driving. So I'm hoping maybe, you know, like my kids, you know, I worry about my own kids doing that. And so hope, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe, you know, this will make some people think, you know, like, oh, those guys totally died and became ghosts on Supernatural. I'm not doing that, you know, so. <laughs> but I do find that it tends to be a bit more the younger generation. And again, maybe this is the cantankerous old lady in me speaking, but that tends to be the, oh, my God, I favorited your tweet. Well, I favorited the tweet that you retweeted that was my tweet after I favorited your Facebook post. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is not yeah. important in life. <laughs> yeah. So. And it's like I, I posted a thing on Instagram and only three people liked it. My life is over, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, you know, my, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Also a sign of being a cantankerous old a woman. A cantankerous old woman. <laughs> um. <laughs> I do it all the time. Oh, and it had something to do with that. But, you know, either way, the, the you know. Mm-hmm. And oh, I know what it was. The, the idea of, uh, I forget what it's called, though, but um, where it was this movement of, you know, take a selfie of yourself right next to your car or through your car window and tweet that and text that so that people know you're driving so that they don't hear from you for a little bit. That's why. Mm. Really, is it that desperate that you have to let people know why you don't answer them within 15, 20 minutes? That you have to inform people that you're going to be driving? I just find it really, Mm. uh, it's this mix of, of, it's it's arrogant, really. It's arrogant to think Mm. that if if you're not replying to somebody within 10 minutes, that something might have happened to you or how dare you not answer within the allotted mm. time frame. Yeah. And, you know, we're very self-centered, selfish people these days, you know, so which I find worrisome. And of course, not everybody's like that, but right. it's, it's, but you find that if there is, good. you know, a movement like the one I'm talking about, then obviously it's enough of an issue that it, this was a a genuine thing that was going on. Mm-hmm. And I find that yep. disruptive and destructive. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, I appreciate episodes like this that have a bit of social commentary with the creep factor involved as well. Also, there's... Mm-hmm. The the way the guy uh, Kyle was it Kyle that guy with the speakers yeah that, that was me of something so, it was so good it was really cool it was really cool I liked it but it reminded me of something and I can't quite put my finger on it like maybe that's been in a horror movie before I don't know so if anybody else knows what I'm maybe trying to think of uh, tweet us and let us know because I can't put my finger on it it's been driving me crazy all week. That was one. That was one of the grossest deaths I've seen on the show. I was like, oh, I loved my. it because I love, <laughs> I love gore. I love when the show, when the show is gory and because um, I like that kind of stuff. I know not everybody does, but I, I really do. I like 
you know, mm-hmm. that old fashioned kind of horror growth, uh, gore thing. And so I appreciated that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the X-Files portion of our podcast. <laughs> a couple of things, <laughs> Sam, and, <laughs> Sam and Dean, like uh, walking down the street in uh, the woman's neighborhood, they were going to check out why she was going to get the flowers from the accident scene. And both of them in their, in their FBI suits with ties and the long, beautiful winter coats. I just, I have a Mulder flashback, Mulder and Scully, but um, I, that's just what it reminded me of. And apparently this episode was the 13th episode of the 10 seasons, so it's 10-13, which is a big, important number ah. in X-Files. It was yeah. It was the production company. Production company it was Chris Carter, the creator and producer's birthday. And someone also said it was the the air date of first person shooter, the X Files episode, which also had to do with technology <gasps> really? and people, video game. people in the video game and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Well they this episode, um, talking about X Files, it reminded me more of the actual um Season one, or was it season two? I think it's season one. I was a ghost in the machine. Um, yes, with the you know the possessed elevator, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that whole that whole building, and mm-hmm. uh, which basically it wasn't it wasn't a ghost. It was the um, on X Files. It was technology that had gotten so smart that it was trying to kill its creator. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it reminded me a lot of that. Yes. That too. I thought of Ghost in the Machine, the anime, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where right, I, I, I lost Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, and yeah what, sorry. It, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, I did warn you. So there's Ghost, the machine, there's there's ghost in the Shell. So, yeah, you know, you guys at Smile, yeah. I always prepared for that portion of the, of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And the, it's the, the portion where I go check Twitter. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the actress who played Delilah, uh, Allie Allie Milner, played a character in the episode of Falling Skies titled "Ghost in the Machine." She was a girl, but oh. the episode was titled "Ghost in the Machine." So there's a little more synchronicity there. Wow, who knows there's a lot of coincidences in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly doubt pretty much any of them were planned on purpose. Kind of spooky. Yeah, but it's spooky. Yeah. You know what else is spooky? The amount of red and blue plaid in this episode and in X-Files. X-Files. Oh, boy. Sorry, Supernatural lately. You know, it's pretty much every plaid shirt has been red and blue. Again, no I, particular reason for that, but I keep noticing. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of red and blue plaid shirts. Dean has had a few. Um, the one of the students, the one who died by speaker volume, had a red and blue checked kind of game plaid uh, shirt. I'd like to know who the actor was who played uh, the kid walking around the dorm in the towel. Because <laughs> I like I like the <laughs> I don't know who he is, and the yeah. movie that he was in, I liked him a lot. It's like, I don't know who you are, guy, but I like you. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty funny. Yeah, and the totally thing, secure. Since we're talking about clothes as well, I know 
intellectually that Supernatural has always used a lot of American Eagle, but it's surprising to me how obvious they're being about it now. Like, it seems like every actress in, in the past, like, five episodes, they make sure that we get a really good butt shot so that we can see that she's wearing American Eagle jeans. And maybe I'm the only person who's noticed. I don't know. Apparently. Felicia Day was wearing American Eagle jeans. Uh, no, literally, like, go back to the past, like, four episodes. There is a clear, clear butt shot of American mm-hmm. Eagle jeans. Delilah wears two pairs of American Eagle jeans in this episode. Two pairs. I have and not I, noticed that. Intellectually, I know they've always used a lot of American Eagle. I know this. But it's, I find it very amusing how, how blatant it's been lately. And I don't know if it's supposed to be blatantly product placement but or just I happen to notice clothing a lot. So I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of American Eagle lately. American Eagle, Abercrombie and Fish, they all kind of blend together to me. <laughs> American Eagle makes such good jeans. And I say this as somebody who's tall and has a lot of problems finding jeans. So many problems. Oh, so yeah. I'll have to give it a try. Okay, Lucky I have Brand a is my fave. Anyway. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. As we know, through this episode, we got to see Dean being crazy with his eating again. Um, we got to see Dean checking out a lot of girls. You know, he was back to acting like, you know, the old Dean before the Martha Kane, before everything. Um, at the end of the episode... Sam and Dean have that discussion in the car and where Dean tells him, you know, he's just tired of looking for a, you know, for a cure Mm -hmm. and that he's just going to, all he wants to do is save people and he's just going to keep fighting till he can't fight anymore. Do we, okay, so do you think, you know, where his eating like, eating like crazy and checking out girls and everything was just him trying to do that, trying to just get back to, no, the old Dean? No. No? How come? No, because the reason I say no is because, one, I don't think that – I don't think that – I don't think that Dean consciously thinks that checking out girls is his old self. I think that's just Dean likes girls. Um, But also we know that – no, I don't mean I that he was. I meant that he was just like, you know, because he had been he went on the health food kick and you know and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do, what I meant was, do you think he's just like he's not going to care about that anymore? He's just going to live his life. Is what I'm saying. Is what I'm saying. Maybe, but he was eating normal last week already too. So, but I you know, this I, week. You know, this week we saw him going crazy with everything on his tray, you mm-hmm. know. But then remember when Maybe he was trying to catch up. Like, no, like making up for lost time when he was eating clean and healthy. You know, could be a little bit, I you know. No, is because remember when we thought that and then we had Guy on the podcast and we were like, maybe he's trying to fill the hole. And he was like, yeah, no. You just kind of got this whole like, wow, were you overthinking that kind of feeling. And so I've learned that I'm 
if I try to overthink, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> and so that's the main thing where I say no. I don't I don't think it's a conscious effort on the writers that there's some deeper like filling a hole or trying to make up for anything in terms of the in terms of that because like I said, we we thought we were onto something and guy was like, No, I just thought it'd be funny. And then we added one and it wasn't in the script anyway. So and so and it, it's not a problem because it works in terms of characterization. That is Dean's characterization, mm-hmm. so it's not an mm-hmm. issue. But, you know, when you try to look for a deeper meaning in something that is just, you know, like I said, a general characterizational trait, you're going to be, I don't want to say disappointed because you're not technically really looking for it or you, it's not a necessity. But I do think that sometimes we look for meanings in in moments or in in scenes or in dialogue that isn't really there in terms mm-hmm. of the, the writer's intent. And I'm not somebody, I know there's a lot of people who believe in like death of the author and I'm not somebody who believes in death of the author. I very firmly believe in authorial intent. And sometimes authorial intent means that there was no intent for something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I would, I would probably have a different opinion or or, or meta theory if we hadn't have had that discussion with Guy when we had him on, where he was like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they do plan things. Like like he usually picks like a like a theme that runs through his episode. So sometimes they they do pick something. Yeah, but is, I mean, in terms of the writer, is, but I, but sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like no. Yeah. So like, 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 yeah, like, like we said, he continued that theme with the eating because they thought, wow, you know, he's eating, but there was no intent in the script for it to mean anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think in terms of this, I think it is just maybe this is normal Dean kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was more that, that the clean living was so misplaced and, you know, everybody knows that I didn't like that at all anyway, but I think it was so misplaced that it's giving meaning to something or giving a, the perceived meaning to something that has no real meaning, actually, because I don't think that there's going to be any intent or follow through or even mm-hmm. even notation of how much Dean is eating or mm-hmm. doing anything right now. So it's just basically the usual Dean's eating a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Just that it is what it is. He's eating a lot. Yeah. Um, and he's, enjoying college food. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the, a, he's the dude who thinks yeah. gross food is super awesome. Yeah. It made me think, and again, I don't know if it's a little too much, too much thought into it, a little too deep, but, you know, he and Sam sort of kind of know, don't know where their meal next meal is coming from. It's kind of like a wild animal who eats all they can when they can because they don't know when they'll get a chance to eat next. But again, that might be just a little too much uh, into it. And, you the know, I, like I, yeah, I can kind of get that, um, mm. that meta. And I'm not someone who thinks that, like, uh, there's no place for meta because I do think that there is a place for meta. But um, and like I said, I'd probably feel differently about the eating had we not had that discussion where I was like, oh, I thought we were onto something, and clearly we weren't. 
And there are times mm-hmm. where I almost wish I was wrong about things like that, and I would love to be prove, proven wrong, but I don't particularly see that happening in this case. I think it is just a, you know, and it, it becomes, you know, this is Dean, and it, it, that's one aspect of Dean that is very much about the sight gag, and it's it's a sight gag that I I enjoy personally, so I don't I don't mind it it being a uh, consistent characterization. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for Jensen about how much he has to shovel in his mouth uh, because at some point that's got to <laughs> suck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, and I always think about him uh, him talking about the the turducken sandwiches tearing up the roof of his mouth. So, yeah, I, I, I feel bad for him as, as an actor, like, ugh, that sucks, but I don't... Um, I'd be I'd be surprised if it has a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. Pleasantly surprised, but surprised. Yep. I liked I liked that we got um some conversation on the mark and the mark of Cain. It wasn't completely forgotten, which has been a complaint in the past. Like one week there'll be so much dealing with it and the next week they won't be concerned. They won't mention it. At least it was talked about. Um, I just loved Dean's little speech at the end when he says, you know, he's he's tired of waking up and wondering and hoping, and he, he just, his emotional state, he just can't handle it anymore. And it's like, I've decided this is what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to fight it, and... I'll fight till I can't fight anymore, and then I'll go down swinging, which we've heard Dean say more than once before, and that's his mm-hmm. that's his uh, mo. And I really, I really loved it. I actually, it actually made me tear up, and I was surprised at myself because that hasn't happened in a while in an episode of Supernatural with just some simple dialogue like that. And you know, uh, hats off to Denton, you know, really, really great moment. And another thing I loved about that scene is at the very end of that really, you know, beautiful, heartfelt speech, you could just see Sam's expression that said, no, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, that was the saddest part get, where it was like, mm-mm. Yeah, not going to accept it, not going to happen, you know. And Yep. It was, it it. was really, I enjoyed that. Uh, and again, going back to uh, like literal nitpicks, my only nitpick is I feel like the discussion about the the mark is it's almost like a revolving door. Um, that one week it's one week the, it's one way and one week it's another way, and I just feel like we're just re- repeating. But in this episode, is I thought the dialogue about it was the strongest it's been. Mm-hmm. So despite yeah. that I despite that it does it is making me a little bit dizzy. Um, <laughs> I did I did really like the way it was written, directed and and acted in the, in this episode. I really really and that's one of the things that I like about we won't confuse Becky again. I like about Charmelo Snyder episodes. Uh <laughs> is that <laughs> <laughs> their their episodes seem quite light, and uh, but then at the end there's always a punch. 
mm-hmm. and whether you, you know, I, there was a lot of debate on whether the punch in, for example, the purge, a lot of people were upset at it, but it was intended to upset you. And so the fact that it upset us, you know, you've got to give them credit for that because it was, it was designed to upset you. And I think that's something that these, these writers do very, very well, whether it's one or one of them that does it particularly well, or it's the, the partnership they have is that they give you these episodes that seem very, almost, almost easy. They make it look very easy. And then there's, they always give you that gut punch at the end. And I, I for one appreciate that. Whether, mm. whether, whether I'm sad or angry, the fact is, is they make me feel. And if you can give me an emotional response, you've done your job. Mm. I'd like to, to give Charmello and Snyder a, a really big from beginning to end myth arc episode, like a season, a season ender, a season opener, a mid-season cliffhanger. You know, let's let's. I would theoretically see what they do like that. I would theoretically like that because I'm such a fan of their writing. On mm-hmm. the other hand, I'm such a, a monster of the week fan that I don't want to lose them out of that. Uh, the same way I feel about Adam Glass, where I, I he gives me the emotional response that I want, and so theoretically I would like to see him tackle a good myth arc and give me that emotional response for a myth arc because I, I don't get emotional response out of myth arcs anymore. I just don't. On the other hand, I selfishly want to keep them um, – in the genre that I prefer. <laughs> so it's a mixed bag for me where I, I, I don't know how I feel about that idea. I'm selfish that way. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I get it, but I, I'd still like to see them do it. You know, not like, not forever, not that be the only type of episode that they do. <laughs> But I would like to see their their take on it. I would, just because. Yeah, I think it'd just... be an, I think it'd be interesting to see them do it once. You're only allowed one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're gonna assign you the mid season cliffhanger because it isn't the beginning and it isn't the end. <laughs> we'll start real. Right. We'll Actually, to the yes, I support this idea. This is the idea I support. Uh, yes okay. okay so if you're listening Eric and Nicole <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening Jeremy Carver uh, which none of you are but please write uh, season 11 cliffhanger thank you <laughs> with the emotional gut punch at the end thank you fine hey, maybe Jim Michaels is listening Maybe Jim Michaels is listening, Jim. <laughs> Maybe you could give them a message <laughs> for us. Jim, if you are listening, memo, please. <laughs> Care of Winchester Brothers. Um, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I would like to see them handle the emotionalness of this because, yeah, I do think that that is one thing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the, whether you know whether you want to debate um, whether you like what the emotion is saying 
like I, like I said, with the purge, that there was much debate about that dialogue. The fact remains is that it, it was, it had the emotional resonance, and I, I think that's important. Yeah. Um, I liked the recurring, I don't know if I call it a theme, but the different little conversations about letting it go. It was, it was there. It had its callbacks or parallels, but it wasn't so heavy handed that I didn't feel like I was clonked on the head by it. (laughs) You know, it's, (laughs) you know, the letting go, the husband having to let go, the two of them, I thought, you know, it was very, very sad. And anybody would understand, especially Sam and Dean, how, how the wife would not want to let her husband go. You know, she missed him so mm-hmm. much that she she looked aside from it not being the best idea for him to maybe still be around and communicating with her and how that was extremely out of the ordinary and, and odd just because she could have her husband back a little bit longer and the same thing uh, for him. So I thought that was those, that was a really nice part of the episode, really nice conversation. and And it reminded you of other episodes where Sam and Dean have had to deal with a ghost in the spirit that wouldn't move on, that wouldn't let go, and how they never let each other move on, despite what the other one tells tells that brother. So, again, some nice nice themes going on there that that I remembered and I could figure out, and I didn't need it in a big red neon sign. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And that you know, um, that is. I want to. I have an. I have a very very important question. Um, this mm-hmm. may be the most important question that we've ever asked on the podcast. So I want to make sure everybody's paying attention. Everybody listening. This is very important. Where can I find a Krasuki? <laughs> I need uh, one. I want one. Where can I find one? <laughs> yes. This, I this is, don't know. <laughs> I know. I know there's cronuts out there. <laughs> I'm a little I'm afraid. Not a, I'm not a fan of of Frankenstein pastries, so <laughs> I. A croissant. Well, if I have a choice between turducken and a quiz cookie, I'm going to take the quiz cookie every time. They can keep the turducken idea, but the quiz cookie yeah, I mean, looks interesting. It looks so good, and it's like, and then I remember Jensen. Uh, when they were filming this episode, remember he tweeted a picture of it, mm-hmm. and um, so I was like, "Okay, yeah, I I I need one of those." If that's something mm. in Vancouver, it's like, "Okay, crew, you got to tell us where this came from." Next time I'm in Vancouver, I am getting one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's my uh, my anti chocolate leanings or uh, oh my god, blasphemy! <laughs> I I, right? I know. I have a slight oh my to God. Um it's not it's not a choice I make. I just it it doesn't agree with me. Um or if it's yeah, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a, a Frankenstein pastry person. I'm mm-mm. so I don't know where you would get one. But the next time we're in Vancouver I will help you search it out. Yay. Because <laughs> I am a good friend like that. And I support your I support your endeavors in life. <laughs> so 
Yes. Uh, but if anybody does know where she can get one, uh, let her what know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let, let, let all of us know. Chris Ficky yeah, Baker. Let all of us know. <laughs> yeah, that way she doesn't have to wait till August to get one. <laughs> yeah, and if, you know, if there's any like U.S. bakeries out there listening and trying to figure out the next great thing, there you go. <laughs> right, <laughs> cookie, get on uh, that. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to believe it's better than the idea of the cronut because the idea of the cronut really just grossed me out. Um, I just can't imagine that being good. It just sounds like dry hardness to me. Um, no. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I also, you know, going back to the idea of Dean being, you know, inept at some things and on, on the ball on some things, I find it interesting that he does know what a cronut is. Uh, mm. And he was on top of the Krasuki game. He was, so, you know, when it comes to food, he is on top of his trends just not not social media. Agree. Well, it is food. <laughs> Pastry-related, <laughs> so... <laughs> and it's pastry-related, so... <laughs> we all have our weaknesses, and food is the... Indeed. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, speaking of weaknesses, the way Dean says he deals with trying to cope with mistakes he's made, and he says whiskey, denial and doing his best to make things right. And that is Dean, loved right that there. Line. I loved that line so much. Mm. And I, I had it in my notes, but we got sidetracked. I loved not just the way it was written, but, you know, Jensen's delivery of it, but just the starkness of that line was really well, really well done because, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. some reason, I'm very supportive of Dean being a functional alcoholic, and I don't know what that says about me, and I don't care. Well, like I always say, if, if they're the real people, of course you want them to have mm-hmm. healthy lifestyles. Right. Yes. Fictional characters, yeah. I want my fictional characters to be messed up and dramatic. So I'm all exactly. good for... <laughs> messed up, yeah. Messed up, angsty, traumatized you know, uh, uh, in pain of emotional and physical signs, you know, that, yeah. that, that's if what Dean that's was all real, about. I desperately want him to get help, and if Dean was real, I probably would never want to hang out with him. But he's not real, and I really do want to hang out with him, and um, he can stay drunk. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him, I don't want him healthy and well-adjusted, because it's That'd be weird, and that's when the show—that's when it would be the the day Dean is well adjusted is the day that I'm like, oh, so we're ending the show. Okay, good to know. Yeah, that's the day the show's over when when Dean is well adjusted and, and yeah, I'm like, um, oh, enjoying those right. green drinks for real. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The apocalypse really is on the way, and that was the first sign, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, He's not real, and I can, I can. He can drink mm-hmm. all the whiskey he wants, and then get in the car and drive. That's fine. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and talk on the phone. <laughs> you know? yes. He's not on my doing. road. He's not real. He's not <laughs> on my road. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I also, I, I, like you said, I love Jensen's delivery of that because it wasn't. 
it wasn't all all um, you know wailing and and whining and dramatic and emotional about it. It was just a matter of fact. This is this is how I deal. And he his expression was a little bittersweet, but mm-hmm. yeah. They're very restrained, really lovely. I like that a lot. Yeah, very stark and very factual, mm-hmm. just just pointed. That and it was mm-hmm. it was the idea that he wasn't telling her this is how to deal with it. It was this this is how I deal. You're asking me how, and I'm not telling you I'm a role model. I'm telling you this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I, yep. I I I appreciated that on on different levels. Because I think I think it's also very it's very easy to mistake Sam and Dean for being role models because they are the hero of our they're the heroes of our story. Mm-hmm. But you know the fact is is they are two characters that are you know like Becky said part of why we enjoy them is how screwed up they are and how emotionally tangled they are and how traumatized they are and these these poor guys have been through literally hell and back literal and more than one it's part of yeah it's part of why we as the viewers love them and so but i like that you know that kind of moment that reminds you that these are not the guys to look up to these are the guys that are going to save you but you really don't actually want to be around them mhm um I was about to say, and now I completely forgot what I was going to say. That is not good. <laughs> no, cantankerous old woman is my thing. Don't steal my thing. <laughs> Get your own thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, uh, one of our listeners who she listens every week, um, Dog Paw DK, has asked us Thank a million you. times on Twitter. Um, and so since we. This is what I was going to mention. She wants to know uh, what our thoughts are about the ghost veil and if it is now lifted. You know, if the ghosts are now, what are our thoughts? Are the ghosts now able, are they not stuck in the veil like Kevin and everybody was last year? What are our thoughts on that? Uh, Does she want our real thoughts? Or what I think happened <laughs> um, in terms of the writer's room. <laughs> she says, please comment on the veil and ghosts. Would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I think the writers have completely forgotten about it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I'm reminded of, uh, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was an article or if it was in that that showrunner special that recently came out, but they were talking to um, the the executive producers for Lost, which is not a show that I really watched, but um, they were talking about, uh, you know, when you were in the writer's room, did you all, were there things that you were like, well, we want to do this, and you started it, and then you didn't get the chance to finish it, and they gave examples, but since I didn't watch the show, I'm not overly familiar. And they basically said, no, we just kind of threw threw shit at the wall, and if it stuck, it stuck, and we really never, never had intentions of revisiting it. It just worked for that moment, and nobody cared. And I think that that tends to happen in television more often than not. Mm. It's a cool idea for the moment, 
and it works in the moment, but it's not a priority and it gets lost in the shuffle. And so I think, you know, like last season we really thought that maybe the, the soul jars would be something that would come into play and it didn't. And I don't think that it ever will. It just worked for that episode. And I think the veil is part of that as well. I'd be very surprised if there's ever going to be a real resolution to it. And I think in terms of this episode, I don't think anybody really remembered it. And it's one of those, those it's, canon it's things the that, same, that slips through the cracks. It's the same thing as with Crowley's son being still alive. That, you know, mm. they specifically said in the episode, without sending him back to die like he did, he's changing history, he's changing time, things will be completely different. And, you know, they specifically mentioned that, and I, you know, I had high hopes. You were super excited. Yeah, because, you know, I love time being screwed up. You know, that's one of my favorite things. Um, You know, there's so many, so many things they could have done with that. And Mm. then, you know, never brought up again. And um, this week, TNT was, um, had the best marathon ever. It was Bobby episodes. Everybody knows Bobby's Mm -hmm. my favorite. And, um, my, they were showing week, uh, Weekend of Bobby's and see that whole thing in Weekend of Bobby's with Bobby bringing um, Ga- you know, Gavin's ghost up and using him against Crowley to get that information. See, now none of that could have happened because he hasn't, he's not dead. You know, he didn't die on that ship. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, Yeah. But I think, mm-hmm. and I again, I think it's one of those things that, like I mentioned earlier, the show would benefit because there's so much. It's ten years of 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 show knowledge that's that exists, and we've gone through three showrunners, and you know the writers are not the writers that started the sh- with the show. Um, that I think the show would benefit from a continuity editor. But I just think it's one of those things that slip through the cracks. Um, it happens, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was ever a priority. It was just an excuse to have Kevin in an episode. And now that excuse has run its course. And I, you know, I really don't see them not getting Osric and Lauren Tom back for an episode. I, you know, I totally see them bringing them back. And so maybe whenever they come back, you know, maybe they'll get back to the whole veil thing. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we'll we'll yeah. get a reason. Yeah. But the the fact is, is that the fact that it hasn't been resolved in all this time is extremely problematic because well, it's, it's you just know, like people why die is... constantly, even of natural causes, people die constantly. So it, it it's the fact that it's not a priority for Sam and Dean. It's theoretically a problem, but it's not a pro- it's not a priority for them, which goes to show it's not a writer priority. It's just like the whole thing about how Castillo has to drive a car now instead of zap around. You know, if heaven's open, you know, Metatron is not in charge, and yeah, but they've decided it's cool to have Cass drive a hoopty, so we're going to keep that. Yeah, and that yeah, the only okay. So maybe going back to the veil thing is the only way to get to heaven through that um, kitty that you know that kid park. 
you know, with the play with playground equipment. Is that the right. only way to get to heaven? Is the veil still closed? Mm-hmm. You know, who you know, because we only see people going in and out of heaven through the playground mm-hmm. equipment. So it's like the staff entrance. You know, it's like the like the regular crowd entrance isn't working anymore, but this is the staff entrance, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And I'm, again, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, they, they have decided it's it's a funny joke and we're going to keep the funny joke. And sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and as I've, I've criticized before, I do think that canon suffers in, in the light of the funny joke quite mm-hmm. often. But, Bye. You don't know. you think, don't you think death is, pretty pissed off at this point that he's doing his job but it's not being completed or yeah is or that's is, a good point he should or, or is he the type where i did my job and i don't care what happens next because it's not my department well that i guess technically it is it is technically screwing up his job because he's it is messing up the reaping mm-hmm. so uh yeah theoretically it should piss him off and Theoretically, it'd be a really good way to get Julia Richings back on the show, but yes, and I would, I would think Julian Richings would be really oh well, not Julian Richings the actor, but Death the character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, You're confusing reality and poor again. Exactly, <laughs> Julian Richings does not care what Dean Winchester does, but Death, <laughs> Death <laughs> is probably very upset at Dean for killing Tessa. Because, you know, uh, in a part, in an appointment in Samara, you know, it seemed like Tessa and Death, you know, were pretty close co-workers, you know. And and mm-hmm. you know what? Death and I are on the same side on that one. I'm still upset about that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And she was so great yep. on our podcast. I love talking to her about that. She yep. was fantastic. So... But yeah, to answer the question, um, I think it was just, I think it's one of those things that's not taken into consideration anymore. Um, It was just a plot device for an episode. And it may come up again, but I don't think it's going to come up anytime soon. I think the only time... It's not a priority. Like I said, the only only time I think it'll come up again is whenever they bring Osric and Lauren, because I can... Osric and Lauren are two popular characters, and as we know, Supernatural likes to bring popular characters back. And so I I would guess they would come back, and that's probably be the only time it'll be addressed. Oh, the scene is showing where the kid dies with the speakers. Oh, that's so gross. And his <laughs> eyes are totally his eyes are totally burned out, like. Um, you know what the angels used to do. So, and, yeah, and that's one good. of the things I loved about this episode was just the that classic horror feel it had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was genuinely scary. Like I was creeped out. Yeah. Creeped out. for for me the the um the first death with the with Billy in the truck and the voice saying you know yeah please get out of the car and then it snarls in that kind of exorcist kind of voice you know get out of the car. Yeah, and, and then the truck just going off the bridge in the end. Oh, it just freaked me out. I mean, in a, you know, in a good way. It was, 
it's really scary. And, you know, 10 years it's of supernatural, really... it's, it's tough. It's tough to be scared again, you know, but that, that was creepy. That was a good one. Liked it. <laughs> I, I suppose, I don't know. Did you kind of look twice at your cell phone after that? You know, <laughs> sort of like, you're not going to start talking to me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you know, like well, I said, so I'm I, not a fan of Fury, and I maintain that I'm not a fan of Fury. What <laughs> <laughs> I thought was hilarious was big insult that the guy laid on the door was, your phone's 3G. You know, like that's like yeah. a huge insult. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, oh, well, and the funny thing is, <laughs> my reaction was, is anybody's phone 3G anymore? I'm sure there are, but I didn't, oh, yeah. it hadn't even occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I had 3G until this fall. <laughs> you know, finally gave up my iPhone 4S <laughs> and it had 3G. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Not there. So, uh, high point. I know. <laughs> no, but I, if you were a college student, would you deign to have still had a an iPhone 4S? Would they even allow you to be? 20 years old and have that? I don't think so. I think they kick you out. I think they kick you out of the millennial club for that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's okay. And that was the other thing I thought was, you know, like the girl saying, oh, I'm such a hag. I look 25. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that hurts. Ow. <laughs> I look 25. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I totally took it as, I bet that actress is 25. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, and that was the funny thing, too, is, you know, in typical TV fashion, the college students all look 30, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's my, that reminds me, here's my one nitpick for the entire episode. When Sam and Dean first come into Kaysom College, and which I want to know if it was named after Casey Kingston. But uh, when they yeah. first going, uh, when they first go into the building, there's all these students, you know, walking around, Dean checking them out. Two happen to come down the steps. Are you so and so and so? You know, are you whatever her name was? It's like, how did they know to ask the exact student? Did they have her yeah. picture already, or you know? Had they seen well, obviously picture? not because they weren't sure which one was. So yeah, yeah. So I was like, are they were they planning on just going around and asking random students? You know, are you so and so? And they just happened to get it right on the first time. You know, I was like, okay. I, and see, that's not my my thing is is how did Dean get get food in the cafeteria without a a, a student ID? You can pay cash, surely, can't you? No. You still have to have a student ID. At least at my university, you still have to have your student ID. Because I you used to have a friend of that student. Could you just point it at someone and said, I, uh, I'm visiting a friend no. of this college? I used I to visit. I used to. Um, I, I went to a different college than Russ did, and I used to visit him, and I could eat and just pay cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, we could pay, like, in my university, we could pay cash, but you I didn't have to. Have a student, I didn't have a student yeah. ID. I didn't say I was with Russ or anything. I just paid. Yeah, we have a it separate. It might vary like, from school to school. It sounds yeah, like, like it my university campus, there's a cafeteria, and in the cafeteria, in the, like, in the dorm area, you have to, you, 
you have to have a student ID for them to serve you, mm-hmm. especially to yeah. serve you like Dean did where it's that all-you-can-eat style. Now, if you go into the interior of the campus, there's a separate section that has, like, you walk into a building and then there's, like, um, like chains. Like the food court. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, clo- it's enclosed. But if you're going to be in the dorm cafeteria area, like where Dean was eating, where it's that all-you-can-eat, serve-yourself-everything kind of thing, you have to have an ID. And that that did throw me off. Dog. Dogpaw DK has a very good point. She said he probably flashed his, flashed his badge, which, yeah, FBI badge. Oh, good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the actress who said, oh, um, I had 25, that was Debs Howard, right? Blonde. Um, uh-huh. she, she just turned 26, Becky, so she would have been 25 <laughs> when she was taking the episode. <laughs> Oh, and um, another thing I noticed in this episode, you know how last week, you know, close your ears because I know how how upset you get about this this subject, Vinny. We had the Taylor Swift song. And um, (laughs) this week we had um, another current song. We had Hozier, um, Take Me to Church or whatever the name of that song is. Um, You know, we had another current song in this week's episode. I'm so irritated. Again, I, and here's the thing. I like that song, or I should say I liked that song, but it's so played out at this point. But I get the point they were trying to make is that it was very, like, these were very stereotypical millennials. And I get that that's the point they were trying to make. They listen to the current hits. They're on their social media. They're shallow. They're this, they're that. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, nah. Yeah. Not a clue about that song. <laughs> like I don't even know when it played. <laughs> um, and the name's kind of familiar because didn't he sing sing with someone at the Grammys, right? Someone I did Annie recognize, Lennox. Mary J. Blige. No, Annie he was Lennox. he sang with Annie Lennox, Lennox which confused. was something that I thought was fantastic. Right. So because I love Annie Lennox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't even notice the song in in the episode though, which. Probably doesn't say. No, it was very subtle. Um, it was in the I car didn't... when they were when they crashed. What's his face? When they were all, I favorited this. Let's tweeting take a selfie, and blah, blah. tweeting and selfieing and uh, all that stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I, again, I, I I I get it. I just think again, it goes back to me saying you really spent budget on that song okay whatever and because I am one of those people who tends to one of the things I always liked about like Buffy and One Tree Hill and I know that a lot of people say this about uh, Vampire Diaries and you know is that yes they'll use current music but they tend to use obscure music and sometimes TV is a good way to discover new music and so Mm -hmm when a show uses something that's very played out, I tend to side-eye it. Um, and, and I'm going to actually criticize One Tree Hill for this. Uh, it's it's the idea of, of Hallelujah. Great song, but in one year, you know, One Tree Hill used it. I think House used it. And every show used it, used every it, show and everything used it. used it, and you just kind of wanted to punch a hole in your television after a while. 
because there are other songs to play when someone's dying or at a funeral. It's okay. There are other songs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I tend to get really touchy about, um, about mainstream music and television. It's just a weird quirk I have. Yeah. I'll always think of Marissa dying on DLC for Hallelujah. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I think I was so kind of identify the first time you hear it in relation to a scene like that, and that's how I always identify it. I forgot, because I was so happy that character died that I, yeah, I don't remember the song. <laughs> Which I know is a super unpopular opinion to have for people who watch the OC, and I did watch the OC, but I hated Marissa, and I was so happy she died. <laughs> Oh, I don't know who you were talking to, but everyone that I knew that watched the OC was perfectly fine with her. <laughs> it's so weird because in like a post-OC, yeah, in a post-OC world, everyone's like, I love Marissa Cooper. And I'm like, how? Ugh, worst character on television. Um, I loved it because of what it did to Ryan. You know, that's yeah. even more important. It was a, it was a great moment. Also, yeah, it was um, a good character-defining moment. Yeah. Um, Jensen, also, Jason Mann. I'm sorry. Jensen T-shirt update with 13 <laughs> days left to go. Um, he has um, met his goal. <laughs> He's uh, of 1,000. He's at 1,236 shirts with 13 days wow. to go. So, and cool. he's added his tweet picture um, to the T-shirt page. Yeah. Can't wait to hear more about that. <laughs> and they've also added, uh, now that um, I have ordered mine, <laughs> they, uh, they've added new styles. So, yay for everybody uh, else. Boo for me. <laughs> yeah. I mine. I'm going to be grumpy now if, it, if there's a style here that I would rather have. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. All I see different is the... Big short sleeve tee. Yeah, that's that you know because it would be I like really big ones to sleep in, so like that would be great. Um, yeah, but that again, mm-hmm. I say rust from having to sleep with Jared's big face on my shirt. So. <laughs> or not Jared, Jensen, Jensen, <laughs> Jensen. Jensen. Okay, <laughs> Jensen uh, plays uh, Dean Winchester. Jared played Dean Forrester. I know uh, it's confusing. Uh, I get the being confused, yes. Yes, I I know. It's okay. You'll be it even confused Jared for a little while at the beginning. So, yes. yes, but it's it's only been nine and a half years, Becky, so you'll get it at some point. Okay. <laughs> eventually, eventually. Yes, you yes. have time. Yeah. Um, back to Hallelujah for just two seconds. J- I, Jason Mams um, does the most gorgeous version of that song. I, I heard him do it at a at a convention concert. And I heard him do it at Icon. Really, beautiful, just gorgeous. I have to have to say. That anyway. was probably at the Icon that we were both at, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was. Maybe I heard it there. No, you know what? Icon. I didn't. I didn't stay on site, so I don't think I went to the Jason Mann's concert ah. for that. But I but he did do it at the Chicago convention one year. And that's okay. where I got to hear it. And it was gorgeous. Yeah. Still doing it. Very beautiful. 
Anyway, <laughs> for an episode where it was very enjoyable, but not a ton of stuff happened to discuss, and we all liked it, which kind of tends to cut down a little bit on discussion sometimes, we've talked an hour and a half <laughs> about it. But hey, that's two episodes in a row that all three of us liked the episode. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think that's a record. Of, that is definitely... Speaking of the apocalypse coming... <laughs> that is definitely a record. Uh, yeah. And and I think this is definitely a uh, a record for me to like two episodes in a row for this past, mm-hmm. for, 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 for the rest of the seasons. Um, so, yay. <laughs> 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 Go team! Yeah, awesome. I, I, I again, I, I, it was almost a cheat for me. I knew I was gonna like the episode because, like I said, it's it would be, it would be a shock for Eric and Nicole to let me down. I'd be more surprised for them to let me down for them for them to, uh, for me to like an episode by them. I don't know. I was I was pretty disappointed when Nicole was pretending to have cancer just to get Eric to stay with her. And you know. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? Just, what? Every time you say Eric and Nicole, all I think about is Days of Our Lives. <laughs> I don't, I don't speak Days of Our Lives. <laughs> I was like, that's not my vernacular. <laughs> I know. Just for a second, it freaked me out. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was like, what? Out of On levels, I was like, what? like wait. This, I was like, wait, Snyder can't leave Carmelo. No. <laughs> uh, th- their writer's love is pure and true. Stop it. <laughs> um, oh, but... I know one thing we um, haven't mentioned. Um, the wife mm-hmm. um, in this episode was also in um, Wishful Thinking. She was the woman in the um, in the gym um, that the uh, kid was getting invisible and looking at her, and you know when she's naked in the gym, that was her. Huh. Again, I bow to your memory. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You may not be able to keep your beans straight, but you should be But random but characters I'm good actress, with. Yes, it's a guest actress. You are on top of things. <laughs> oh, good priorities. Uh, um, again, except for the the the, the Lazarus rising sale, uh, everything else for me in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to my. And I can even I can even head cannon that away as brothers being idiots. Yeah, yeah. If I have to. <laughs> yeah, I I I would. Yeah, okay. I mean, if Sam had made that comment, knowing full well it had happened, and if Dean had responded in kind, like, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, yeah, of course it, it already has happened. We know how that went, you know, or something like that. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's not enough to make me pitch the whole episode out, you know, I liked it. 
Oh, the T-shirt. Uh, I know everybody's only thinking about Jensen's T-shirt right now. Uh, but, um, Tracy Gurney designed a gorgeous shirt for this week's episode, and it's still available. It's on our Twitter, Facebook webpage. Um, it's Ghost in the Machine, and it's kind of like a Matrix version of Sam and Dean. It's got beautiful colors, and it's really, really pretty. And it's still available if you're if you'd like to see it. And um, She's working on, she's been texting me ideas for her shirt for this week. Um, very, very cane. So I think it should be pop, should be very popular. It sounds like it's going to be really good. So if you're mm. a fan of Amund, Tim Amundsen and Kane, I think you'll like this next t-shirt. The um, the artwork for this, this week's was just gorgeous. Like it could be so pretty. a painting. Yeah, not necessarily a t-shirt, just a print, an art print. Beautiful. And through um through her Etsy you can um buy prints if you're interested in a print of the oh. design. Oh wow. Yeah. So just um follow Tracy Gurney on Twitter and you can find the link to where you can get the print. Yeah. Oh, cool. I just might do that because it was beautiful. Firelight. Um anything else going on we need to mention? Anything in the news? Uh, ratings? Mention. Uh, the, the actual ratings stayed the Yeah, which was good. It stayed the same. Um, the viewers were down below 2 million, a little bit, 1.98. But as long as that rating number stays the same, we're good. So. Yeah, the mm-hmm. actual number of viewers is pretty irrelevant, to be honest. Um, it's all about that demo percentage. So and that's been... Supernatural will never dip below a, t- a 0.7, I don't think. It would be really shocking to see it go below a 0.7. So, and even even in terms of a CW, anything above 0.5 is good. So <laughs> well above average, well above average. Yep, doing very well. Doing very well for a 10-year-old show. It, it's so funny. I find I watch more shows. Um, I use, you know, on CW now, CW and CBS are like the two networks my shows are on. It's so weird. I never really noticed till this week that I watch so many CW shows. I watch Jane the Virgin and, of course, Supernatural and uh, The 100 and Vampire Diaries. And, you know, and I'm looking forward to iZombie and oh, Messengers. Yeah. And it's like CW. Well, I like that CW is basically, you know, saying, "Okay, we're the genre network. Here we go. Let's <laughs> we're we're going with yeah, it. yeah. I, Find I like your niche that. and go for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, excited and about Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin is not really a genre show, but it is just so good. It's just oh, it's so good and cute, and I love everybody on that show. It's <laughs> especially um, the actor who plays Rogelio. I- I'm falling in love with that guy. He's so. Jaime Camille. Camille is the best. I'm so glad that everybody in the United States is figuring out who Jaime Camille is because he yeah, is. Yeah, I can't say. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know how you would Jamie say that. Jamie Camille. In... I can say Yeah, I don't know how you would say that in white person. <laughs> I'm not white, so I don't know how you would say it in white person. Uh, but <laughs> Jaime Camille is a fantastic actor. He's like a really big deal. So the fact that like he's actually getting acknowledged in the United States is kind of like 
weird for me, for someone who's had, like, a crush on him for, like, I don't know, 15 years or so. (laughs) But I'm glad other people know who he is now. (laughs) I love him. And um, there's a – his character has a Twitter account. Uh, Rogelio has it. And um, this week on – if you tweeted to the the Jane the Virgin account, um, hashtag be mine, Rogelio would send you a tweet with a Valentine, and I did it, and it's so adorable. He he tweets he <laughs> tweeted, and I think it's the same thing he tweets to everybody. But a uh, picture of himself and saying, "I'm giving you the you know a gift of myself, and you inspire. <laughs> I hope you and I hope I inspire you like you inspire me." And, and you know it, I have it, to do this right. I'm gonna do this yeah, right. You know I have to. You know, Rogelio. It, it, Whatever. I'm right. Here we go. I got to Spanish talking, okay? <laughs> I told I told you and you made fun of me that my favorite thing when I would call the direct T V is they would say, uh, you know, in this you know, when you can choose the Spanish or English and but Maricocho. And I was like, it's so pretty. I don't know what they're saying, but it's really pretty. You say it was number eight or something. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and catch my five. I very, I very rarely get to pick on you about your Spanish because we never speak Spanish around each other. I never speak Spanish around you, so I very hey, rarely get to pick on you for it. Start watching, <laughs> and then we can, you can make fun of my Spanish all the time. <laughs> True, because it is based on a novela that that aired years ago called Juana la Virgen. And you know, basically everybody on the show is a Spanish-speaking character, and uh, uh, Grandma, who I know is a, the abuela, hey, um, <laughs> that's pretty good actually. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, she only speaks Spanish, so all of yeah. everything she says, I have to read the subtitles. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a good way I'm to sure learn Spanish. The only one. There you go. No, yeah, it's a good way to learn Spanish. I learned a lot of Spanish. Well, one because my family is bilingual, but. <laughs> Also, watching um, Spanish language television is a really good way to learn uh, another language. Anything I learned from Dora the Explorer. So, hey, it's, <laughs> it's how we it's how we teach you little white kids how to speak Spanish. That's, that's how right, we do right. That's how we do. Babies taking uh, taking you over one TV show at a time. When I <laughs> used to babysit, they always loved what for. And oh, X Files taught me that red is rojo. So. <laughs> That's a no ho on no, the rojo. No ho on the rojo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so amused right now. Um, well, you know, any supernatural writers that might be listening, please uh, have some Spanish language uh, in an episode for Becky. For yeah, we already, we, we, have, we already had. Pre- President no, more. Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Or the, <laughs> yeah, the because we know that yeah we know that that Dean that Sam understands Spanish but um, it's fun that Dean doesn't so uh, yes please throw in more <laughs> <laughs> it's educational and funny <laughs> and 
I don't okay. want to say it's funny because I'm not white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay when I do it. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, overall, I really enjoyed this episode, and um, I think that's going to be it for uh, Carmelo and Snyder for the season, though. No, no. there. Yeah, there's ten more episodes. We're yeah, over halfway so, through the season, just barely, but about ten more yeah, episodes. Hopefully, hopefully next season we'll get another episode, and you know maybe it can be in this arc episode. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. Next week we have Executioner's Song, and then after that we'll be on a mini hiatus. Uh, they're gonna. I know at least one week during the hiatus they're showing Supernatural on reruns on two nights. March 3rd and March 5th. Um, I don't know if they'll do it um, the following week or not. Um, CW, you know, know, they've got schedules one week at a time. Um, But when it does come back for new episodes on March 18th, it's a Wednesday. So March 18th, we're moving to Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be paired back with Arrow when we come back uh, after the mini hiatus. So that'll be fun again to have um, Winchester Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, Winchester Wednesdays and Amel and, uh, Wednesdays. Um, and I think that'll do it for us tonight. Well, even when we move to Wednesday, we'll still have STNT Tuesdays where we give out yes. give away supernatural we'll t-shirts on Tuesdays. We'll still be doing that on Tuesdays. Um because it sounds good, Tea Tuesday, Tea Wednesday. It doesn't really roll off the off the tongue. Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't look as good as a hashtag. So we're gonna, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. in keeping in with this um, week's episode, we want to have a good hashtag. It's all about your hashtag. <laughs> yes, I like you could that call one it called... Wear It Wednesday, Wearable Wednesday. <laughs> well, you know, Wearable Wednesday could work. But yeah, we'll be keeping uh, Tea Tuesdays. Yep. Um. So unless there's another another reason to stay on any longer. Oh, real quick, my obligatory uh, shout out to Zabrina on the makeup team because Delilah's makeup was so pretty. Loved it. Oh, and the girl. Obviously, everybody's wearing makeup. If you're on TV, you're wearing makeup. Duh. But I really enjoy it. I really like Delilah's makeup a lot. I like the girl who was um, Janet, I guess, because the truck, co- the phone told mm-hmm. Janet the truck. Um, I thought she was gorgeous, and I loved her makeup too. Yeah, her, her makeup was her makeup was really good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, she does a great job on Jared and Jensen's makeup every week because you can't tell they're wearing makeup, and that's important in male makeup. But um, yeah. Uh, I really liked Delilah's makeup, and Janet's makeup was really good as well. And I, I don't know if she does the uh, prosthetics and all that for the burned guy, but it, if she did or whoever did it, they did a fantastic job. Oh, too, he, yeah, true. He was he looked super really creepy. gross. Yeah. He was really gross. So, yes, uh, that's my obligatory makeup shout-out to Sabrina because makeup is super important. And the BFX people, again, they were fantastic. Apparently, there were more visual effects in this episode than any other episode this whole season. And so, considering you can't, you didn't really notice it, that means they did a fantastic job. So, yeah. 
Okay. And with All righty. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week with one more podcast. And I guess that's it. And I have a bit of a technical issue, so can someone else uh, get yeah, Jared and Jen can... to play us out if we're ready? I will I'm play sorry. it out. <laughs> and sorry thanks, everybody, that. for listening. Yep, thanks for listening. Bye. Good night. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.